Hello, this is Dr. Chetna Kripalu and I am going to continue my um, talk on um, exploring um, about the context or the connection uh, between love and energy. So, or the, what is the energy of love? Um, how does it, um, how, what is it basically? What does it mean? Um, this is coming straight from my experience. So we will go with that. I believe and I experience that love is a state of energy. And by energy, I mean it's a vibration. And as we know that as from the time we wake up in the morning till the time we go to sleep, we go through so many ups and downs in uh, in our energetic state. And if we really see what makes our energy go up and down is comes from the mind. And when we wake up in the morning, usually, and we wake up good without, like, for example, you wake up in the morning, you meditate um, with the right frame of thought and the right practice, um, maybe some meditation, which is with mantra meditations and things like that. And that is conserving energy and redirecting energy and balancing your energies, which makes you feel like you are in a steady state. And that is what I'm talking about. So energy contracts and expands. That's the best way to uh, think about it. So when does it expand? When the mind thinks of thoughts which are positive, for example, uh, thoughts of love, thoughts of compassion, thoughts of, um, you know, caring for others, thoughts of excitement, something you're looking forward to, thoughts of people in your life, um, gratitude, things like that. So that really aligns or attunes and, you know, you know, you in a, or keeps you in a balanced state versus negative thoughts like frustration, anger, jealousy, envy, just depression, um, sorrow, sadness, um, anxiety over something, uh, thinking of somebody misbehaved or had abused you verbally, uh, which you feel sad about. So these things deplete you. So it depends. So we go through almost like an emotional roller coaster through the day, you know, even in 24 hours and, you know, even in, you know, five minutes, it goes up and down. And this is because we are stuck in our mind and we let our mind get away from us. And what does that mean? It means that if we become aware of the thoughts we are thinking, almost like you separate yourself and looking at your thoughts as if you're looking at somebody else's thoughts, then you will be able to observe how it goes from one to the other. The problem is when we become the mind, when we become the thoughts, they always connect with each other and loop and eventually it can go from a completely good thought and a good space to a really negative space where it's depleted you. So if you look at a day you've had, for example, from the morning when you've had 
negative thoughts and back back and forth and how your day has been. At the end of the day, you're depleted, you're exhausted. But versus something where your thoughts have been steady, positive, good things happening in your day, you even though you had such a busy day, you're energetic still at the end of the day. And so how do we make sure that we stay in that state constantly? So number one, we've talked about it before, is to really be mindful and be aware of every thought which goes through your head or your brain space or mind space. Because if you're aware, conscious about it is only when you can see how the thoughts are meaningless, you know, how they connect each other. And being in the present moment really helps because most of the time you're thinking about the future and extrapolating and planning and whatnot and fretting and how you thinking of outcomes and things like that or, you know, staying in the past. But if we are mindful and stay in the present moment and go from one moment to the other, achieving different things, like even if you're at work, one task and you're done, you're focused in it, you're done. And then you go to the next thought, I mean, sorry, task without allowing your thoughts or your mind to take over and get away from you. That is definitely something uh, which we can do. And it's a cultivated habit. And then you take multiple times or multiple breaks in the day by reminders on your phone or anything like that to take a 30 second, you know, kind of like a break where you breathe because breath really changes your thought process and recalibrates your mind. So we do that so that even if you're caught up in loop, you get away from it and pull yourself back into the present moment. So you will see that it really is beneficial about maintaining a steady energetic state. And, <clears throat> sorry, so you are actually doing more of an energetic management. So when you've done, if, if you notice the days, when you've done this more efficiently, you feel that even though you had difficult things thrown at you, you make good decisions at that time and actually come out of it successful. Because you've allowed your rational mind, your prefrontal cortex to function more efficiently because you allow, did not allow your, you know, mind to take over into a space of, you know, anxiety or um, overthinking and um, contemplating about something which might or might not happen in the future. Um, so many other things can come into play. So this is the steady state which gives you freedom. And how does love come in this picture? I think love is a state of a higher vibration where you always have access to if you choose to. And most of the time we allow our minds to go um, away from us. And because of these, you know, people's actions and um, your your own thoughts about or projections um, about the in the future about these events which has happened um, or people's you know, whatever they've told us um, and you, the belief system you've attained because of that and things like that. So if we keep that in check, we would always be in a state of love. For example, animals are good examples. When they stayed in the current state, no matter what they go through, they seem to be always happy and getting through life much more efficiently than us. So the difference is the thought and, you know, the mind 
there is nothing else other than that. And even plants, for example, if you think about a rose, you know, it is a rose. It's doing its whatever it's supposed to do. Seasonally, it's giving flowers. And so the smell of a rose remains. It doesn't matter who's passing through it or who's getting through this whole garden and whether, you know, the wind blows or whether the nature has, you know, some of the things in mind and it influences it. Yeah, the petals may fall off and the seasonally, you know, it may die. But the during its state, the fragrance doesn't change. It's always there. So we want to become like that or we want to be, not become, we want to be in that state, which is our true state or our true nature. We get away from it because of our mind and conditioning, which has happened uh, in time. Now, one may say it is difficult. Yes, because we haven't known that we can do it, number one. And then we haven't attempted to do it. So I think knowing is the first or being aware of it is the first step. Then once you know it, you have to put it into practice. So meditation is very important in the morning. And of course, you want to be meditative all the time. But since, you know, we are just learning the process, we want to wake up in the morning, create, do that 15 minute practice every day, which involves five minutes of gratitude, five minutes of meditation, and then five minutes of setting an intention for the day that is being in the present moment. And whatever comes in that present, even if there's a problem occurs in the present moment, we only have the present moment to solve the issue. And you can do it very efficiently if you're in the moment. With all the knowledge acquired, you get insights from it, creativity flows, everything happens then. Because even with the connection physically, when you're in a certain state, in the parasympathetic state of the vagal nerve, you are more efficient because of using your right side of the brain for creativity rather than only using the left side of the brain, which is telling you uh, one thing, you know, the dominant part of the brain for most people. So we could definitely cultivate these habits and then putting reminders through the day to remind you to, you know, be in the present moment and then cultivate these, you know, issues where you, like, for example, the responsibility which you have, that means the ability to respond differently to a situation, not from conditioning, but really being aware of how to change the response. And if you do it in enough number of times, then you will learn you, or you would have cultivated a new habit. It's called a thought habit and a response habit, which is so different from what it was before. So you will see by the end of the month, in two months, in three months, by constant practice, you would have arrived at a different place which you feel more comfortable with, where there is energy conserved and you are in a different state of vibration altogether. And that could be described in any positive terms in language, you know, in English language or any other language you, you can imagine as a state of love. So this is my, um, you know, um, not talk about this uh, for now, for the connection of love and energy. Um, and then uh, I guess we'll continue um, further as we go along.